What up, dopesters? Happy motherfucking New Year! Ooh, ooh. We're back, bitches. Finally. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. With that, I think that may have been one of the longest periods we've gone without doing a podcast. Was, uh, last one was in November. November 17th, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. So, so we've gone a solid month and a half. Almost two months, but yeah, we're we getting another one out. We didn't even do 12 podcasts in a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did, but there were a couple that were but flawed. now, moving forward, we're going to have a, a somewhat... More um, consistent schedule. We said that the past five episodes. No, no, that's not what I was going to say. We're going to have a somewhat um, uh, fucking recording studio that's like almost entirely going to be used as a recording studio. I'm moving a week from this Friday. So we're going to have a spot to record whenever we want to. And we'll hopefully be able to turn out some more content. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah, I'd yeah. also like for us to mount fucking, I, I got um, a GoPro, mount that in there and get some video footage and we can start putting that up on YouTube. That'd be pretty neat. That would be dope. Especially if I get the place set up all cool, people want to see it. All right. Well, a lot of big stuff coming up. One thing we got to talk about is New Year, New Podcast. New Year, New Podcast. New Year, New Podcast. Yeah, so Eric and I, well, I got this idea from... The Joe Rogan experience, and I told Eric about it, and he's pretty excited. And we just went from there at his birthday dinner and expanded upon it. So we're going to do a year of challenges. Every month is a different challenge. Uh, we're still trying to figure out something small that we can do this month, and then February we're going to do a weight loss challenge. That's going to be the, the first big one. The loser has to buy the winner a nice dinner at the a end nice of the month. Nice steak dinner. Nice yeah. steak dinner. And then, and then the, you get a point if you win. And then whoever's got the most points at the end of the month. At the end of the year. At the end of the year, sorry, gets like some big thing that we'll figure out. Just to let you know, we don't give shitty gifts in this house. We give top shelf alcohol, Google assistance, and assault rifles. <laughs> no, no, that's not what our stance is. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, so we're it, it's going to be pretty neat. So. Stay tuned on our Instagram and our Twitter. We'll be tweeting out um, our different ideas. And feel free to, to hit us up on what did I just listen to, the number two, gmail.com, or one of our multiple social media outlets to give us any kind of ideas or let us know if you're going to do the challenges with us. Um, that was a big thing with the Joe Rogan experience was getting – they were stoked when people that didn't know them started doing the weight loss in the sober October. Fat shaming them. You want to fat exactly. shame us, you fat shame us all you want. Exactly. Yeah, like, I was text. I thought I thought we had already started the weight loss challenge because we had originally agreed that January was the first challenge was going to be a weight loss challenge. So I had already started dieting and yeah, everything. Yeah, he lost a whole pound, everybody. Uh, that's, hey, shut up. And uh, I texted Gibson. I said, hey, fat, you fat fuck, how's the weight loss going? You eating too much tiramisu? And he got back to me and he was like, ha ha, we're not doing it yet. I'm busy. <laughs> to which I responded, fatty's always got an excuse. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I, we could do it this month, but we'd be weighing in right after my birthday, and I'm going to lose because I want to have some fun on my birthday. Well, what would the parameters have been, though? Because we were both we both set a goal for ourselves, so if we both met our goal, then technically we both would win unless it was whoever lost the most. Yeah, and I would say at that point, then it'd be a draw, and we each get a point. Okay. Or, well, then it or would be half zero. a point or something. It would zero out either way. Yeah. We'd figure it out. Or we could do some sudden death thing. I don't know. But we've got a few ideas, like we're going to do uh, best score in 18 holes of golf one month. We're going to do a sober month. Which, which is actually going to be tough, because yeah. n- nine holes gets boring after a while, and I've done a full 18 before, and it's, it is arduous. And we're both pretty bad at golf, so there's that too. Yeah. And then we're going to do um, 
we're going to do like alternating mental physical. So we're not going to do like a weight loss challenge and then a weightlifting challenge the next month or something like that. We're going to alternate. So I think uh, a good mental challenge is a month with no porn. That's going to be the hardest challenge of them all. No it's going to be the softest. But no, that's when we need sound effects right there. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, if you got any ideas, just hit us up. Email us. We check it sometimes. Um, yeah, let us know. All right. I think that's it for the challenges. For the new year, new podcast. Yeah, but yeah, let us know if you got ideas. Uh, all right. Well, I think we should start talking about uh, Drink of the Week. You want to do Drink of the Week? Hell yeah, let's do Drink of the Week. So since we've been recording together at Eric's place these last couple of shows, we're, we're drinking the same stuff every time. It makes it a little easier. So Eric, what do we have here? This week we are drinking a nice rye from Cooperstown Distillery. And it is a handcrafted artisanal spirit oh, that's, from that's the really Cooperstown good. Distillery. So where Cooperstown is, I don't know. I should probably ask Paul since he got it for me for Christmas. It's in a baseball-shaped decanter, which is pretty neat. Hey, Paul, where's Cooperstown? What? Where's Cooperstown? Oh, it's called Abner Doubleday, the rye. Abner Doubleday that is makes the sense. guy that invented American baseball. Which makes sense that it's in a baseball-shaped Cooperstown decanter. is famous for baseball. That's where the Hall of Fame is, isn't it? Isn't Cooperstown home to the, the Baseball Hall of Fame? I should know this. I played Did you buy this life. rye at a specific distillery, or did you buy it at an ABC store? Because it had, it was in a cool bottle. No, I bought it at a. Uh, it was like a charity. Oh. You got me charity liquor. You're right. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> so I what did what did uh, the money go towards? I don't even know. Can you speak up? Charitable. I, I don't things. even know. I don't okay. Know. Hey, get close to the mic. <laughs> So, so charitable. Yeah, I have, I have no idea where that money went. But well, yeah. all uh, well, it was definitely for a charity because you know me getting liquor is you know I'm I'm a charity case when it comes to my booze. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I like the, it. The truth is, it my came, whiskey keeps me warm. <laughs> it came with a gift basket with all sorts of other stuff. And you didn't give him the rest of the stuff. You kept the rest of the stuff. I kept the rest of the stuff. <laughs> was that the basket that you were showing me? It was like, look at all the stuff I got in a gift basket. And I was just like, some of that's neat. He was like, well, you can have some. I was like, well, I guess that now I know why I was allowed to have some. No, no was that, that was a different basket. I it was mean, a different basket. You got a lot of baskets. charity baskets. You got a lot of baskets. No, no, only one charity basket. Just just happened upon a lot of baskets, I guess. Hmm. You ever watch that show, Baskets? Nice. eggs. Watch that show, Flowers. Baskets? Forgeables. Is that Galifianakis? No, but I was actually talking about it with my parents today. And my dad's like, I heard Baskets is good. And my mom's like, fucking sucks. <laughs> All right, oh, shut I, I down. Just, I'm just imagining Tony sitting there just going, it fucking sucks. <laughs> She's a connoisseur of the streaming services. That's all she does. Hey, <sighs> right. okay, thanks for joining us, Paul. Paul, give a hand for Paul, everybody. All right, get out of here. I like how we were on the same page with that clap. Um, so I'll put in my two cents about this whiskey is it's very good. It is very good. I don't usually, I know it's not neat. It's the baseball got, I've ever drank. <laughs> I got three cubes of ice in mine, so it's not technically neat, but it's not really watered down at all, and it's pretty smooth. Ugh. I don't usually like my stuff. Are you? It's a little watered down. Paul, can you come back real quick? Dad, gum it to hell. We're waiting on Paul. Sorry for the lull, folks. Sorry. Paul, you told me this was a rye. Uh-huh. Why did you think it was a rye? Because I was told it was a rye. It says bourbon on the bottle. You oh, wow. dumb 
smells so good. It says made bitch. from bourbon mash right That's there. I, get for I was wondering why it didn't taste like a rye. It tastes more like bourbon. Yeah, I knew that too. <laughs> well, I didn't read the label. Paul's drinking a frozen beer slushy. That's his drink of the week. Or I guess I guess he's eating it his with meal. a spoon, folks. It's, I mean, it's frozen. You can't drink it. <laughs> Let the record show I love frozen beer as well. Would you like to bite? No, thank talk you. About, talk about uh, drinking your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you had soup, now you're eating beer. Right, you, heard drink, you heard of drink, drinking your dinner, he's eating his liquor. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, thanks, Paul. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know okay. if we need you again. All right, the, you get one more time. Yeah, give it, that, give it up for Paul. Give it up. That, well met, well met. Ugh. So one big thing uh, that happened over the course of the time from the last podcast to now was the movie Star Wars, The Last Jedi came out. First impressions, I enjoyed it. Second impressions, I really enjoyed it. Minus, spoiler alert, the Mary Poppins thing. Oh God, that, okay, so first impressions for me. Two things. We're going to do some uh, our spoiler review here. Second of all, if you haven't seen it by the time this podcast comes out, then you don't bitch about the spoilers. So here's what we'll do. We'll make a note in the title when the spoilers start and when the spoilers end. Mm-hmm. Eric, can you just make sure you, you mark the time so people can skip that uh, that part? I am completely with you on the Mary Poppins. Do we want to begin with this? Or actually, for me, for my first impression, did not like it very much. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't like Rogue One the first time I saw it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it the second time. So I want to see it again before I have a full opinion of the movie. Because I've listened to other people's synopsis, and they liked the movie, and they pointed out the things I didn't like, and they explained it, and it made sense to me, and I liked it a little bit more. My, the number one thing that I find kind of funny is a lot of people's complaints about the movie is just that it didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. Yeah, I Which I, I think agree. is a dumb thing to complain about. Which, that's not at all my complaints. Yeah. Because I, all of I my like when I'm surprised. complaints are, like, actual, like, the character structure, like, writing, like, actual legitimate I will, things. I will say this is nothing really went the way I expected it to go. Well, that's what... And I like that because so many movies that come out, and especially, like, stuff in the Marvel Universe... Even Star Wars, they release way too many trailers, and yeah. they give everything away in the trailers. You, I knew nothing about this movie. Going no, into. I saw one trailer like maybe a month before it came out. Then I forgot about it, and then it came out. I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta go see Star Wars. Yeah. And I saw it by myself at Hoffman, the way a movie should be seen alone. I saw a lot of movies in high school that way. Me too, man. A lot. Nobody liked me in high school. <laughs> I thought they did. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And a drink to that. <laughs> oh boy. Anywho. So let's touch on this Mary Poppins thing. Here comes the spoilers. Eric, explain the Mary spoiler Poppins alert. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There's a scene in the movie where the rebels are being chased out of their base by like pretty much the entirety of the First Order after they blew up Starkiller Base. Um timeline on that was a little bit iffy but you know I'm that's not one of the things I'm going to question because it was a different writer different director this movie was supposed to start like seconds after the last one finished yeah, which was an some, interesting choice yeah it was an interesting choice um anywho back to that uh the bridge of the main cruiser which is like the one vehicle that they have for like the, the entirety of what was left of the resistance which I will continue to call them rebels because I hate the name of the resi- I hate that they changed the 
They're, they're rebels. They go back to being rebels. I know. I think that's part of the, one of the things that they wanted to do with that movie. Because a lot of people hated that they changed to Resistance for some for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. It was a completely arbitrary change. Anywho, they blow the bridge and like all the senior leadership dies. They kill off Admiral Akbar. I mean, he didn't realize this time that it was a trap. My here's the thing. Let's talk about the Admiral Akbar part. So hold on. Let okay. me finish the thing since we were talking about Mary Poppins. There's a scene where Leia. Uh, basically just reaches out, even though she's but in the cold vacuum of space this, with no protection. This comes from the same scene that killed literally everybody else on the bridge. Yeah. You watch Carrie Fisher get blown up. Not true. The I've fire comes it. up behind I've her. seen it twice, though. You don't see her blow up. You do see her get sucked out, though. Oh, but all the fire was... Bu- I'll watch it again. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, Star physics, Wars physics. Physics doesn't really apply to Star Wars because they had bombers that used gravity in space. It's called Star Wars physics. It's not real. No. But, you know, Star Wars is always supposed to be more, like, the science of Star Wars is always more like magic anyways. Yeah, which I don't I don't care about. That There's fucking laser swords, and yeah. you're complaining about bombs falling in space. It looks cool. I thought that first scene was great with the bombers. It, it captured was, me right That was one of my go. favorite parts of the entire movie, which is trying to kick down the fucking switch mm-hmm. and everything. Spoiler alert. A, spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert! It's a powerful moment. I want to make way, a band called Spoiler Alert. We should get and, the sound. And all the songs that they put out are like heavy metal rock songs that spoil the plots to every movie. TM, trademark. Yeah. yeah. We should get the sound bite from 21 Jump Street where those nerds are playing their song Spoiler Alert in the basement right before they go spy yeah. on Jonah Hill. Anyway, beside the point. So Spoiler yeah. alert for that movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> a couple years late, 2011. <laughs> so uh, We went to go see that with all the people who you thought were, were your friends. Yeah, I know. And then I bought the copy and I brought it to Longwood and we had a movie party like the first weekend that I was in college and I was super cool because I had a ton of movies under my bed and that was the one we watched. Cool. Holds a special place in my heart. Anyway, so yeah, so then she gets blown out and then it comes back to her. She's out in the vacuum of space and then her hand moves and her eyes open and she uses the force to pull herself back into the ship. And then she immediately goes into a coma. Which, like, that part was stupid to me because... Leia, hasn't she, like, mildly communicated with Luke a little bit through the Force? Just, like, she senses him, but that's really it. They don't really... They're not having conversations, right? They just, like, sense each other's presence. It's as if if I heard a thousand voices cry out in terror and suddenly be silent. And then now... All of a sudden, she's able to use the force to keep herself alive after an explosion. But you know and what? Pull herself back into the, the force the is also one of the the re, here's the number that was the number one big pet peeve of me. But I like the movie overall, and the number one reason why I'm not going to let that bother me is I've pretty much reached the point where I'm not going to question the force because it's the fucking force. Also, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying this movie was supposed is the Geek to Geek podcast. I'll give them a shout out. I listened to one episode of theirs and it was this. And uh, they were saying how, like, they thought this movie was meant to show that everybody has access to the Force. Because I didn't see this when I watched it, but that little kid at the very end uses the Force to pick up the broom. Yeah. Apparently, I don't remember seeing that part, but I'm sure it's in there. That's what they said. So everything, you know, is made up of the Force. Right, One of the things they explain in the movie, which is, that's one of my favorite lines where Luke says, spoiler alert, where he says, um, you know... Uh, the force encompasses everything and there's a balance between everything so to say the light would die with the Jedi is vanity yeah I like that part I liked Luke's character in that sense that he was really wise we don't have to say spoiler alert anymore it's it's funny though so uh, but yeah I just didn't like how all of a sudden she can use it like that it just didn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. but again 
biggest before, pet peeve of the whole film for me. Before in the films, you always had to have like a bunch of training before you could do anything relatively useful with the Force and control it. Not true. Which one? The first two, both. Uh, uh, what is it? Fucking um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. You talking Luke about the has Hope? almost no training at all. You talking about the New Hope when he blows up? Yeah. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't know exactly what he's doing. It's like. Him being able to call out to Leia using the Force when he's hanging from Cloud City at the end of Empire Strikes Back after spending about the same equivalent of time that Rey spent with Luke with Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. I think it makes... I guess it makes more sense. I watched the whole thing where they completely broke down both Force Awakens and Last Jedi and, and did the parallels between New Hope. And all the things that people like hate about the new movies are almost... Exactly the same of the original movies. You're never gonna make original Star Wars fans happy. Yeah, but you'll make fucking... you'll make people like us happy because the original Star Wars was well before we were even born. Yeah. So we came into it. We grew up with the fucking prequels. So we have a pretty low threshold of what we're gonna <laughs> enjoy. Okay. Can I, I just want to point something out? There's a YouTuber that I watch called The Last Gamer. Have you seen him? No. He's got the world's largest video game collection. He just did a vlog talking about the most important decision of his life. He collects video games. He's got like over 22,000 video games. It's nuts. And then he also collected Star Wars figures because he grew up with the original films, right? And the turning point, he ends up giving them all away to his close friend, which I thought was pretty cool. But this is what I think is funny. The turning point for him that made him hate Star Wars was The Force Awakens. Not the prequels. He loved the prequels, and he collected all the prequel shit. But he goes, then The Force Awakens comes out, and that's why he hates Star Wars and got rid of all of his stuff. So, so scratching my head like, what? One thing that I, I want to give credit to George Lucas, he's not very good with writing overall character arcs, with the exception of the first trilogy. But he, or, or at least he wasn't. He, he's kind of lost that talent yeah. a little bit with his recent movies. And he's a uh, terrible directing actors. Yeah. One thing he's brilliant at writing writing wise is world building exactly creating universe, universe. creation yeah, yeah I'm with you on that one and, and that's one of the things that I thought Brian Johnson did a really good job of uh, both writing and directing this I fucking loved all the shit with Can't Divide the Casino World I thought that, I was, thought that cool. was great I wish there was more about it yeah I will let the record show that I don't I don't hate the prequels like a lot of people do. I don't hate them. I either. think there's a lot I of. I fucking loved them when I was a kid. So just the memory of them alone, like exactly, uh, and know, how excited like, we were for episode three to come out. Yeah, but we but, had to ask permission but, to see it. But I mean, here's here's what I will say. They're the uh, it's the most amount of affection a person can possibly have for a absolutely horrendous series of with films. You, I'm with you, sister. Yeah. I'll say, I think each of them have very good redeeming qualities. Like, we got... Phantom my, Menace has my, the best lightsaber battle. My all-time favorite bad guy in all movies is probably Darth Maul. I'm not just saying that. He's so fucking cool as a character. Do you watch Clone Wars? Yeah, and he's Rebels. really cool His character arc over Clone Wars and Rebels is great. He's awesome. And then Qui-Gon Jinn with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, one of my all-time favorite actors. Ewan McGregor knocks it out the park as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen, I don't like him very much, and his Anakin was whiny, but I don't think that's his fault. Yeah. And then Natalie Portman, they, her character was cool in Attack, it's Attack of the Clones, right, is the second one? Mm-hmm. But then when they bring her over into um, Revenge of the... It's Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, she just turns into like a whiny bitch. So I don't oh, think it's the it's pregnancy brain. Oh, my God. It is the pregnancy so brain. They're not all bad, you know? But anyway, we'll get back to The Last Jedi. Another uh, part that I have issue with... take off my sweatshirt and heat up like a motherfucker. Another part, a big part that I have issue with, and it's only because, like... Jesus. 
Oh, I should have pulled my T-shirt out of my waistband. <laughs> is like, I thought it was cool in The Force Awakens how Rey was able to summon the power of the Force because she's like super powerful and, and beat Kylo Ren. But Kylo Ren is also not that great of a duelist. Like, he's just, he's all emotion. He's not that great, right? But then, in the fight scene, which I thought was an awesome scene. Against the Praetorian Guard. I enjoyed every single second of the fight scene against the Praetorian Guard. Until I thought about it, I'm thinking, like, they are supposed to be the most elite of the elite. And Rey cut through most of them without any problems and no training. Well, but she's self-taught with her bow staff, so you just kind of extrapolate and transfer those skills. And it's only seconds... This movie started seconds after the last one stopped, and what real training did she get from Luke? She got, like, force training a little bit, and no lights... So I thought that was... She did have lightsaber training. She hardly messed around She was swinging it by herself, and he watched. Exactly. Hey, man, you can learn a lot from shadow boxing. Just saying, man, I shadow box and I still got my ass kicked and I thought I was okay. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll end up, but it's just like, she's going up against the most elite. Yeah, she learned how to do the bow staff stuff. I hope that they do something that explains a little bit more of her backstory. Like some flashbacks or something or do some novels where it talks about her as a kid. Just growing they've got up, a bunch of novels. Then I want to read that stuff just so I can get a picture. Because like, there's so much, so many problems that I have are probably answered in their canon novels. But how many people are actually reading those canon novels? They have a big comic book series movies. for it, too. I want to check it out. Um, so that's another complaint of mine. Is she's just, like, too good. I, I also thought it was kind of neat how they just killed Snoke out of nowhere. And he was built up to be this big bad guy. And then they're like, fuck you, here's the middle finger. We're just going to kill him. He's nothing. I didn't like it, but I also liked it at the same time. So... Another thing that people complained about a lot, which was, you know, you don't know, you don't learn anything about Snoke, you don't know how he became to power, or who he even is, or anything like that. And I laughed because I asked somebody um, on Facebook who made that complaint. I was just like, so where did the emperor come from? Uh, well, he was a senator from, you know, Naboo, and then he took control as chancellor and everything. I was like, yeah, you learned that in the prequel trilogy. You learned absolutely nothing about him in the original trilogy. So why don't you wait for some new movies to come out? Maybe you'll learn. Exactly, but. I didn't like it at first because there was all this hype around him, but then I realized, like, actually, that was a pretty smart move. That's a classic redirection. Yeah. Put all this focus on who is this big, bad, evil Snoke, and then just kill him. He wasn't anybody. Yeah. So they got you focusing on these characters that don't really matter to hide all of this potential stuff that you might really be looking somewhere stuff. else. Yeah. Like with Ray and with Kylo. It's Kyla. like, hey, it's like Luke says in the in the trailer for, for the for the movie, you know, this isn't going to go how you think. Right? And then Kylo's character was way better in this movie. I oh, I, he was bad. I thought his character arc for the film was great. He was my favorite part of the movie was Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's a badass And you dude. learn about how he he legitimately thinks that he was betrayed by Luke and everything. Yes. And and the guys on Geek to Geek make a good point. Yeah. Is you hear both sides of the story and neither of them were wrong. Yeah. Luke thought he was doing the right thing. For a but, fleeting moment. And then he goes to stop himself, but Kylo looks up, put yourself in his yeah. shoes. You see this guy about to kill you, of course you think he's turning on you. Yeah. And you're not going to listen. You know, so now you think the Jedi are out to get you. And so, it all makes sense. So many people complain like, oh, Luke was mopey and everything. The most optimistic person of all time. is like, yeah, but isn't that a great poignant story point, for, especially for the times we live in now, that this person who was completely optimistic and idealistic as a kid and would make, accomplish all this stuff... You know, a single mistake completely breaks all that down for him it's in his adult realistic. life. Yeah. It's realistic. It's real. And, uh, and I mean, people, a, a big thing that they missed was his entire story arc was about emotional redemption mm-hmm. and about try, fixing his mistakes that he made with Kylo and, you know, trying to do something good with Rey. 
And whether or not you think totally he, right. whether or not you think he accomplished that, you know, is up for debate. But that's and exactly what the point of the. I like was. how he said, "I am not the last Jedi," or something, or Ray is not something is like this isn't the last of the Jedi, and that's where the name comes from. And I don't think a whole lot of people saw that coming. Yeah. Or the, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And she's got the books. I mean, I'm very, very curious to see what happens with Episode Nine. A lot of people missed that she had the books because it was so quick. A lot of people think Yoda just blew them out. Didn't isn't Brian Johnson getting his own his own um, trilogy within the Star Wars universe? So I don't know about that. J.J. Abrams is taking over the next movie because um, he was really because he originally only wanted to direct one, and then he apparently you know. He enjoyed it so much that you know he he asked to come back for the third one. Well, I think they want the third one to go out with a serious bang. Yeah, they want um, it to be big. But the some big things. First of all, only five months till the Han Solo movie comes out. Really? It comes out over the summer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know Disney's gearing for it to be a bomb. Really? Yeah, they're they're preparing for it to be a bomb. I think it's gonna be fucking. They've huge. written it off. Yeah, Disney's not too amped about this one. Read it. I saw an article online the other day. I think it's gonna be fucking great. They have they have the uh, Alden Ehrenreich playing fucking Han Solo, who is a good actor. Whether or not he'll be good as Han Solo is yet to be seen, but he's been good in all the movies that he's that I've seen him in. And they have fucking Donald Glover playing Lando, Lando Calrissian. I, mean, I thought that was perfectly cast. I like anything that Donald Glover's in. He's a fucking I'd love actor. to see Donald Glover play Miles Morales. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Well, he's playing. He played Miles Morales' cousin. Yeah, I would have loved to see him. Easter egg. Morales. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Spider-Man: Spoiler Homecoming, alert. you dumb hicks. <laughs> You're well behind. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I like anything Donald Glover's in. Uh, I would be content, and I don't usually say this, if Donald Glover was cast to play a a typically white superhero. That'd be one of the few times I wouldn't be upset with him changing it because he's such a damn good actor and people love him so much, I know that he would have been hired for the actual right reasons. So I just want to throw that out Same there. Same with uh, Idris Elba being cast as the gunslinger exactly. in Black Tower. Whatever. I'm happy with those guys playing anybody. Because they're fucking terrific Because they're awesome actors. Speaking of which, I can't wait for Black Panther. That movie looks fucking great. I'm with you on that one. That'll be cool. Have you seen the Infinity War trailer? Yes. Oh, I'm pretty stoked. Oh. Uh, Josh Brolin's like commentary over that was like in time you will know what it means to lose <laughs> like oh my god that's badass he's the one he plays Thanos right yeah Josh Brolin's a terrific actor isn't he the one that's also playing Cable yeah yeah how about that right you know totally underwritten uh, of a movie that he was in that uh, this year that I thought was amazing and, pro- and definitely deserves uh, some Oscar uh, uh, nod is was uh, fuck only the brave about the Grand Mountain Hot I Shots. I need to see it. I haven't seen That's it That's the yet. best movie I've seen all year. I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD. I really want that to see shit, it because I missed it. In that theaters. was a fucking emotional roller coaster of a movie. Yeah, you got to be prepared. All of the actors it. across the board, uh, who is it? Josh Brolin. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Uh, Alex, fuck, what's his name? Taylor Kitsch. Um, oh, God, what's your name? Jennifer Connelly. And yeah. Jeff Bridges. Fucking, and uh, the guy from 13 Hours and... and uh, a bunch of fucking movies. He was lucky on, uh, yeah, 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 on yeah, yeah, Pacific. Yeah. Great actor. He's the man. I need to see that one. Fucking amazing movie. But let's highly uh, recommend. We've been talking about movies for like. Uh, let's, we do have one more movie we got to talk about. Let's move into Disney buying uh, Fox. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I had to write it down mid thought. I want to talk about that one. That's a big fucking deal. What do you think is going to happen to Deadpool? Well, they're all, definitely making Deadpool too. Because well, yeah, already but in what do you think is going to happen to the future Deadpool? Because Disney. Here's what I think the smart thing to do would be. Because Disney on their own is never going to, you know, make a rated R movie. I think they should leave it in the hands of the people that are However, I mean, it's not like they're 
making every single you know property uh you know a disney property they're fox properties but disney just now owns fox disney also owned merrimax for a long period of time and merrimax owned some porn company i think it was naughty america or something like that yeah. so disney in, in turn owned porn yeah it's a conglomerate i'm gonna fact check that actually disney is a massive conglomerate i'm just curious to see if they now want to incorporate all of the x-men and all of those into their formula because disney has a formula look at their movies they're all most of them are good but they're you know what you're getting when you watch a Marvel movie. You know it's going to have a lot of good special effects. You know that the main superhero is probably going to be fighting himself. It's like, you know what you're getting. It's probably going to be a good movie. It's going to be big budget. It's going to be exciting. But they're all fairly similar. They all end fairly similar. And, and they're not, you're not going to get, they, they don't make shit like Logan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Deadpool. So that's what I'm really curious to see if those kinds of movies are still going to come out. Here's what I think the smart thing to do would be. I think the smart thing to do would be to have rated R standalone Deadpool movies. Yes. But still allow Deadpool to cross over. In, whenever he does crossovers, leave it PG-13. Yes. Because they do that on the kids' shows. In, like, he crossovers on the kids' shows. He's still the funny. most fourth-wall-breaking moment ever. I will say it again because I think this would be so funny. And I said this with Civil War. I wanted it so bad with Civil War, but it was separate studios, so of course it wasn't going to happen. I think at the end of Infinity Wars, Deadpool shouldn't be in it at all. Then at the very end, all the dust settles and everything, and he pokes his head and like, hey guys, did I miss it? Ah, fuck. And then like walks out, and that's it. Now he gets out of the, the cab with Dupinder. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Did I miss he's it? He's like fucking like hopping out, and he's got like shit like st stuck to his leg. He's still trying to like put his uniform on. He's like, oh god, oh, I'm late. <laughs> That would be so funny. And then that's it. And then they, all of them are just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> that would be great. Here's another question. So Hugh Jackman's on the record saying something to the likes of if if Disney incorporates X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he would want to come back and reprise his role as Wolverine. Do you think Disney would re would cast him again as Wolverine? Do you think they'd recast him I with somebody think... more befitting to the comic book character? So, a couple of thoughts. I think... Hugh Jackman said that thinking that that merger would absolutely never happen. Because the the work that he puts in to get in shape for those movies has got to be extremely taxing on him. He's almost 50 years old, something like that. Yep. And I can tell just from all of the the press and media and everything that's come out for his new musical, The Greatest Showman, that's the shit he really wants to be doing. Well, he's he grew up in musical theater. Yeah. And that's he, his thing. And, and he... he auditioned for Wolverine on like a whim like he he wasn't that interested in it at all and he knocked but, it out of the water but he built his career off Wolverine true he is the Wolverine it's every other superhero out there has been played by other people I'm pretty sure the only person in a movie to ever play Wolverine has been Hugh Jackman unless there's some old shit from the 70s and the 80s that I don't know about there's probably a couple other heroes that have have only been played by, but there's but Big they're also heroes, not but not Captain huge America heroes. has had like three different actors. Yeah. He's had a bunch of shitty movies. Spider Man started back in the seventies. Iron Superman. Man, Iron Man made a cameo back Wonder in the seventies. They've by, all been played by, by a, a bunch character. of different people. I'm, there's a ton of small characters that haven't like well, nobody's ever played fucking Black Widow before. Nobody gives a fuck about Black Widow or Black Panther. But that, you you get what I'm saying here. All the big heroes. Wolverine wasn't that big of a hero until Hugh Jackman played him in the X Men. Then he became the big Wolverine hero. Wolverine was always a fan favorite hero. But Wolverine was also the first Canadian superhero. He's also not 
much of a, a hero. He like the majority of his character arc is as an anti-hero, and actually, he his first ever appearance in X Men was as a villain. Yeah. Yep. So I'm curious to see if Disney will, if they merge it, and they won't, if they're going to bring back Hugh Jackman, or they're going to recast it as somebody that fits the actual comic representation. Because look what happened when Sony worked with Disney for Spider-Man. You got a 14, 15-year-old Spider-Man that fits the comic damn near to the T. You know? Yeah. Before that, you had grown-ass men playing him, right? So that's what Disney likes to do. So I'm curious if they're going to bring back six foot two big-ass motherfucker Hugh Jackman or if they're going to bring in a five foot two little tank of a man that's super hairy because that's what Wolverine is supposed to be. You know who might be funny? Uh, um, I was going to say uh, it would be funny if the, this person played that character. Um, Danny DeVito. No, no, no. <laughs> the third Hemsworth. <laughs> because he's, he's short and stocky. The least of the Hemsworths. And I say he's cast a, Matt Sarah. He's got to be from another parent because he is a solid foot shorter than his brothers. Hashtag cast Matt Sarah. We're going to start it, dopesters. I want you to start tweeting out hashtag cast Matt Sarah. That's at actually, Matt Sarah. That actually brings me to a good, a good segue into uh, talking about Bright. Because have you have you watched all of yes, the dude. promotional videos? I saw the one, the four minute short movie. I would love if they made a bright TV show where they actually did shit like that. I think that Netflix should just turn that into a miniseries. That's what I'm saying, dude. Problem is, dude. I don't think see Will Smith jumping out of bed to you know. You don't do fucking a need him. You have a whole universe there that you could expand upon. They need like, to do a prequel. They're talking about a war that was two thousand years ago, dude. Fucking do it, man. They said I was reading online that this movie was supposed to be political and represent a bunch of different things in modern it definitely society. Did. That's fine, but I didn't get a sense of that throughout the movie. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, like they're talking about. It's, it, well, it's it it's good at, if you're mindful of those things. It's good at pointing them out. However, if you just want a fun movie, it's good for that too. But I'm constantly on the lookout for stuff like that in the media because you can't get away from it. But for whatever reason, in this movie, I didn't feel like that at all when I was watching. I just enjoyed it. Well, I mean, it, it definitely brought to your attention. I mean, not necessarily brought to your attention, but there were a lot. There was definitely subtext as far as you know like racial division and things mm-hmm. like that. And also like, uh, not only that, but like the separation of like communities within cities of like all the rich people were the elves and they had their own section of the town and everything. But I'd also but, like, but in all honesty, like other than a few subtle things, they didn't, they, they really didn't dig too much. It into was tastefully stuff. done. Yeah. In my opinion, they, they, there wasn't a single part where they, they were trying to jam anything down your throat. Yeah. You know, it was, I, I don't know why the critics didn't like it so much. Cause I, I thoroughly a, enjoyed so that movie. I, I actually uh, I was reading a thing where they were talking about um, the reason why critics probably didn't like it is for whatever reason Netflix insisted on screening the movie for the critics in a full size movie theater in IMAX, even though it's on the TV it was great. Or maybe it could have also had something to do with snobbery, like how dare you release a big budget film direct to Netflix and not put it in the theaters. There are a ton of people like that though who just want things to stay traditional. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it was. I mean, they call the Oscars is is an ass kissing competition. Yeah. One, you have to have a great performance, and two, you got to politic really hard to win the award. A big part of it is kissing ass. Oh, yeah. Why do you think it, it took fucking Leonardo DiCaprio how many amazing performances before he got? And an the Oscar? one that he finally won was even like, the one he deserved it for. It was a good movie, but I'm not gonna watch it again. It was slow and boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? A revenant. Yeah. So, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that's a big reason why. The critics panned it because, as far as I'm concerned, that's the first like big budget, big time movie star movie released direct to streaming. 
Like you see other movies go direct to DVD and you never really yeah. hear about them. But a lot of the streaming services are starting to get into production. Like uh, I mean, it wasn't a big blockbuster or anything like that, but it was a, an Oscar nodded film last year, and that was what? Oh fuck, Manchester by the Sea. That was an Amazon film. I really need to see that. That, look, that movie is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I I need to see it too. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, another really good segue. I have another topic I wanted to hit on. A lot of people have been talking about this year as being a year that a lot of really big budget blockbuster films have potential of having some big uh, uh, Oscar, uh, you know, worthiness. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to go through that list of movies. Logan. Yes. Uh, could be nominated for Best Picture. Could be nominated for uh, Best Director. Could be best uh, uh, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Could be nominated for Best Actor. Could be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I would love to see that little girl. Those are five nominations right off the back that it could easily be nominated for. Cinematography it could be nominated for. I could easily see that little girl that played X-23 getting at least a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. The Oscars love giving Supporting Acting uh, awards to kids. But not just that. She was an actual good actress. Yeah. Like, her acting was solid 100% yeah. on point. She wasn't good for a kid. And she she's was a just bilingual good. actress, too. She was just a great little actress. And I'm so excited to see what Marvel does with I, her. Because they need to bring her back. Yeah. Oh, they're, well, they're they doing... They have to They're definitely going to do a Runaways movie. She was Although so they have fucking a Runaways good. TV show. No, they have to put her in more movies. She was too good. I think that'd be a wasted potential if they get rid of her. What's her name? Daphne Keene? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um... Anyways, but I, I just listed like six things that that movie could definitely be qualified for mm-hmm. Oscar-wise. Um, Patrick Stewart's performance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh he my was God. phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God. I love how they took the R rating and fucking ran with it in that yeah. movie. The titties and the swearing. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. The blood and the gore. You got, I didn't realize it until that movie came out. You have had a superhero since 2001, wasn't it, when the first X-Men came out? Mm-hmm. You've had a superhero since 2001. Who his power is knives in his hands and taking punishment, and you never really see him slicing anybody up because or it's PG thirteen. Very bloody. Because it's PG thirteen. His power is cutting people with knives and taking a lot of cuts. Exactly. And now you're finally seeing it. That movie is fucking kick ass. I've seen it so many times. Uh, Even the music was awesome in that movie. That was a fantastic film. Everything. It was the perfect swan song. Swan song, and it parallels so well with a bunch of like really top-notch films too. Like the movie that uh, Patrick Stewart's watching in the hotel room with uh, Laura, the little girl mm-hmm. uh, Shane. Like that movie parallels so well with that. Like about a, a young orphan coming into contact with like a mercenary who I didn't like they take that's into what that movie. Was. Yeah. Uh, also, like Leon the Professional parallels really well with it too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Another fantastic film you need to watch. Um, but yeah, another movie. Which, I don't think it's got a, a whole lot of uh, award potential, but it made a huge impact on the marketplace of films uh, this year. And at the very least, I don't think it's qualified for... I don't think it would be great for any individual small award in the uh, Oscars, but it would be. I definitely think it qualifies for Best Picture, and that's Wonder Woman. Yes, I agree. Wonder Woman is by far the best DC movie ever made. Oh, yeah. I think... Uh, the Dark Knight is a great movie, but we've talked about this before. It's a good movie, but it's not a good superhero it's kind movie. Of, it's not a good DC comic No, movie. it's just a good movie. Yeah. But Wonder Woman's a great movie, and it's a great DC comic movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the first ever Proving I'm female. not a sexist, the only fucking DC movie I like is about the biggest female superhero of all time. It's an awesome fucking movie. 
huge feminist icon. Proves a point that if you just make a good movie, huge people BDSM are going to enjoy it. icon. <laughs> Dude, if you just make a good movie specifically to be good, then people are going to like it. Yeah. You don't have to put in a bunch of shit. It'll get your point across. I'm talking PC shit. It'll get your point across without you saying anything. I'm... I'm a what here's the the big the trend that I have a problem with and you know I'm not an, an anti PC person by my nature but if you're gonna put out a you know a politically motivated film at least make it fucking amazing there's or so many PC themed films that are coming out that like are just absolutely terrible just be honest about what it is but you've got a movie like Wonder Woman that mm-hmm. doesn't really have a ton of overtly feminist ideology in it. But just the fact that she's a badass woman kicking the shit out of people is in and of itself what the original feminist drive was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just by making an awesome Wonder Woman movie, you get your point across. Mm-hmm. And then she kicks ass. She's probably the only good part of the Justice League movie. I didn't like that movie at all. She was kick-ass in there. She was definitely the only good part of the Batman vs. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. So the three things she's been in, she's been my favorite part. I thought they... Uh had a lot of wasted opportunity with her in Justice League. I agree. You should have given her more to do. Because here I am. I'm a big masculine conservative, and Wonder Woman is, so far, as far as the cinema goes, she's my all-time favorite DC superhero. Because her shit's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Another movie, big blockbuster movie, that has some potential for awards, apparently, is... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. What, War for the Planet of the Apes. That movie is amazing. I didn't. I, I Did thought the first it? two acts were amazing. Oh. I thought the third act was really just. Uh, I love the whole thing. Yeah. I thought the CGI was the best CGI I've ever seen. Oh. I've I've never seen. I mean, they looked real. Yeah. There wasn't a single part where I said, "Oh, there it is. There's yeah. the glitch in the system." No, dude, that was fucking incredible. And then on top of that, they humanized a bunch of apes, which I didn't think was possible. Like I felt for the apes, but I also felt for the humans at the same time. It was it was such a cool movie. It was just cool. Agreed. Uh, what else? There's one other movie I was trying to think of that apparently a lot of people were talking about potentially getting some awards. Uh, uh, I need to take a piss. So let's have an edit break right here. We'll have an edit break, yeah. We need to get some kind of like filler for so one. We take oh, Thor break. Ragnarok is apparently a lot of people are saying for a screenplay. Yeah, maybe score too. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about me personally, and if I were gonna pick five movies, like if I were gonna pick the movies that I think should be nominated for Best Picture this year, I'd pick Logan, Wonder Woman, Only the Brave, Dunkirk, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I didn't like Dunkirk. You didn't like Dunkirk. It was very boring. Watch it a second time, because I thought it was extremely boring the first time, and I loved it the second time. I don't time. think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's a movie for me. Because it, it, I love war dramas, but that movie was very, it almost felt like kind of art house, you know what I mean? Hmm. In a sense, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was very a different. really from, big scale for an art house movie. Well, not like art house, it's probably not the proper term. It just, it felt, it almost felt like a, like a large scale independent film, the way it was made. Kind of reminiscent. That's a good point. Kind of reminiscent to what um, they they took a lot of uh, interesting directions, uh, both as far as the uh, plot structure and uh, 
you, everything was from the point of view of the people rather than from the point right. of view of like an outside observer. And if you're not paying attention, you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You can't just, you can't tune out on that movie at all. No. Because it jumps around so much. So, yeah. was it a bad movie? No. Do I, I think it should be nominated too because it's a beautiful film, but I didn't enjoy it, you know? Blade I, Runner 2049 was. Which got panned. Absolutely. Didn't it get panned? No, no, no. It had like a 79 oh, Rotten Tomatoes score or something reason. like that. It it's wasn't liked by the audience. I love Because you need to have a high IQ it. to watch it. To I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's awesome. I thought it was amazing. And I'm a huge fan of the original Blade Runner, and I, I honestly thought that the new Blade Runner was superior in almost every way. I'm also a big Ryan Gosling guy. So I watch anything he's in, and I'm a huge Ana de Armas guy. So I'll watch anything she's in. Oh, you're huge for Ana de Armas. I'm in love with her, dude. Ana de Armas. She's my celebrity crush. Went to school with a chick that looks just like her. Not just like her, but close enough. <laughs> Very similar. As close as you're going to get. You're saying all Cubans look the same? <laughs> Racist. Uh... Anywho, so we've been talking about movies for a while. What are we trying to think of all the movie shit we wanted to talk about? If see if there's anything before we leave that topic. Oh, we t- okay. We talked about Justice League a little bit. Justice League was not a great movie. No. However, one thing that I think it did do was it set the DC cinematic universe up for. I success. read somewhere that they're getting rid of. They're they're scrapping the whole extended universe kind of thing. They're gonna no focus because on the movie was characters. so successful. People saw it because it's Justice League. Yeah, but, the, but I don't they know still if, made a ton of money on Yeah, it. you're right. But also, so here's the thing I was reading. So, like, they'll have their base budget of what, like, a big budget, like $250 million is a big budget for a movie, right? Even if they make $300 million, they still haven't broken a profit. So, like, there's a, they, they have to hit a certain percentage above whatever their baseline expenditure was on the movie before they consider it a success. Right. Look it up. So... I, I don't. I'm not referencing Justice League to be specific, but this was big in the conversation around Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Was yeah, it broke what it was supposed to do, but are they deeming it a success yet? So the the thing that I read is they're what they're getting rid of is the need for all the movies to be connected. Yeah, yeah, that's what I read too. They're still gonna do Justice League like team up movies and things like that, but they're gonna let the movies, with the exception of maybe like one really small Easter egg or something like that, stand on their own. Like that's how the Marvel movies originally were. The Easter eggs were so small, like the yeah, it like took the idea a while. of an, an Avengers like team up movie was just was just a fantasy. Well, I mean, in Iron in the first Iron Man, which started the MCU, was there any Easter egg at all? There was maybe the very end. The with very their, end. Their was end it. credit scene. It was it. Like yeah. and then. Uh, Captain America stood on its own. Thor stood on its own. Again, with the exception of a handful of small things, just to you know, let you know that was they're it? there. So, I what, think. What sorry. year did Iron Man come out? Two thousand and six or seven, if I recall. Look it up. It's been almost a decade. Please look it up when that one came out, because that's I know that's the first part of the Marvel extended universe. Because the Incredible Hulk came out in twenty twelve, didn't it? Iron Man came out in two thousand eight. When did the Incredible Hulk come out? 2009, I believe. Came out after. Two thousand eight, same year. It came out same year. Came out. Uh, so Iron Man came out in May. Uh, the Incredible Hulk came out in June. Fuck. Oh man, I thought I was about to break something right there. Cause you know, Incredible Hulk is technically part of the the MCU. I know it is part of the. Yeah, MCU. yeah. I didn't think it was at first until they brought the back end in the general. Scene. Well, they also brought back in the general from that yeah. movie into Civil 
So, but the reason why is because that um, the that was when Marvel Studios was working on its own. That was before they were acquired mm-hmm. by Disney. That was an interesting. That's an interesting little tidbit right there. So, so it's, it's part of the MCU. They have some of the same actors from that movie. Mm-hmm. They completely got rid of Liv Tyler. Right. Who was the love interest, and they replaced Edward Norton because he was a giant pain in the ass to work with. Well, so because that's a good movie, The Incredible Hulk. I enjoyed that compared to all the other Hulk shit out there. So when they were originally building the MCU and it was just Marvel Studios, like their thought on its own, the entire idea was completely based off of the studios that own individual properties mm-hmm. working together. Right. And Paramount still owns Incredible Hulk, and they've gotten very much. Uh, uh, I know that. Yeah. So they and they've gotten very much. Uh, not wanting to share. I'm pretty sure it's Paramount. I'm I didn't double check that. that. Um, I just assumed. Which is why there hasn't been a standalone Hulk movie because the contract with the Marvel Cinematic Universe states is they can use him as a side character, but they can't make an individual movie without uh, Paramount's cooperation. See, I thought they didn't do a standalone Hulk movie because it took them so long to get anything successful with the Hulk. I don't think there's any there's any need for a standalone Hulk movie. But I said that with Thor, and then Thor Ragnarok blew my socks off. That movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's Universal, not Paramount. Damn, I did not know that. I thought that that Marvel... Well, they'll buy them eventually, too, I'm sure. Disney's going to own the fucking... They really thought they were going to get a full, you know, buy over on Spider-Man. Sony still owns Spider-Man. Because it's too profitable. Yeah. They made a mistake of making a very successful Spider-Man. But (laughs) it's... it's, um, I think it's it's in Sony's interest to keep Spider-Man, but to let Marvel do all the work with it. If they care about the fans at all... Yeah. And they want to make good and say, like, we aren't this big evil corporate uh, that only cares about the bottom dollar. Then they would allow Marvel to make fucking movies with Spider-Man because that's what everybody wants. Here's a really interesting thought that just popped in my head. So the success of Spider-Man and the MCU is entirely based off of cooperation between Sony and Disney. Yet both Sony and Disney have separate Mulan movies coming out in the same year. I didn't know that. Yeah. No shit. How is that possible? Is Mulan not technically a Disney property? It's an adaptation? Yeah, Mulan's an adaptation. It's based off of some ancient like Chinese well, novel. Like pretty much everything yeah. Disney's ever done with their old cartoons is an adaptation, but I figured at this point they own the rights to it. Huh. At the same damn time. That's crazy. They own the rights to their adaptation of it. Oh. Well, let's see. We're going to see both of them back to back and see which one's better. Here's why I think, though... Sony has an advantage. Sony doesn't have to limit themselves to a max PG-13 rating. If they're smart, they'll make it for people our age. Yeah. So I think if Sony's smart about it, they'll make a full-blown, like, just gory, you know... Badass. Badass warrior movie. That'd be kick-ass. You know what? And actually, it's funny. um, uh, Mulan's kind of like the original, like, badass female uh, Mulan is one of my favorite... Actually, no, that's not true. There's so many badass female characters. Mulan is... One of my, it's my one of my top five, maybe top three Disney cartoons from when I was a kid. I love Mulan. It's funny that the best Disney princess isn't even a princess. Mulan. Yeah. 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 How about that? Well, I saw an interesting thing since Disney owns Star Wars and Leia is a princess. Does that technically make her a Disney princess? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a really funny thing. So Star Wars now acquired Fox. Fox owns the Aliens franchise. So does that mean that every female? Uh, uh, xenomorph that born to the uh, queen xenomorph as a Disney princess dude if they had a fucking queen xenomorph walking around Disney World scaring the shit out of kids that'd be hilarious that would be <laughs> probably never gonna happen nope nope uh, separate they'll keep them separate but still equal <laughs> distasteful joke of the day oh, 
Anywho. like how we both wore G-Shocks today. Oh, hell Yours yeah. This is uh, significantly nicer than mine. Oh, hell yeah. I have the classic uh, high school douchebag G-Shock, and Eric has the metal-banded, I'm a classy high school douchebag G-Shock. No, this is young professional douchebag G-Shock. <laughs> <laughs> Graduated from college, yeah. Ivy League, whatevs. It's like a fucking, this thing's fucking huge, too. It's like a dive watch. That watch is goddamn massive. I got a really nice fucking uh, Can I see? Uh, Android watch. For Christmas, and I've worn it like twice. You gotta show me that thing. Is it? Cool? I'm gonna grab it real quick. Is it fun? This it's not as heavy as I thought it was gonna be. No, it's uh, uh I think it's a lot of titanium. I thought this would be way heavier, cause I've got a I've got the Bull of a Precisionist, which is smaller than this watch, but it's heavier. It's uh, aluminum alloy. Dude, the weight is very similar. And then I'm showing him right now the Android watch I got. It's the Fossil Q Marshall Android Wear. Yeah, shit, you got little wrists. Yeah. I, I got bigger from, wrists than you. I get my little wrists from my mother. How the hell do I have bigger wrists than you? You're a larger man than me. Yeah, I guess. And everything except one specific item. Yeah, I know. You talk about it all the fucking time. And we've never actually done a comparison. We should do a legit dick measuring contest. I don't We want should make to. that one of the months. I'm not comfortable I doing it. I feel like that. that'll reveal a little bit too much about... More than we want to know. Let's put it that way. Real more than we want to know. Dude, that's one of those things. It's like um, in uh, Avengers 2 uh, where the chick's like, that's a question I do not want to know the answer to. How do you turn this bitch on? It's not charged. You don't ever use it? It's a pain in the ass to charge because it uses a wireless charger. Huh. Well, it looks cool. It is cool. I mean, I just got to start buckling down and charging. It's a, it's a habit that I, that I have never had before that I need to create. Can you read texts on it? Yeah, so uh, it'll give you texts. It'll vibrate with calls and things like that. It'll, like alarms will go off um, if you set an alarm. It gives you all See, of your though, email notifications and everything. It's more for notifications than anything. The problem with you or I getting a smartwatch is both you and I have a very nice collection of classy watches. I know. That's one thing I didn't take into and account like, when I got yeah, it. Yeah, it's cool to have that, but like... We have so many fucking nice watches. That was the number one Why thing. Why am I going to wear that? Yeah. I can wear a nice watch. That was the know? number one thing that I did not account for when I asked for that for Christmas. That's my only... Because I want one really bad. I yeah. want the Nixon one. I want the extreme one. Well, that's why, the, at the very least, I, I got one that looks like a nice classy watch. Which is what I would do. Yeah. I'd do, too. Either that or I'd get a sporty one. And you can change the faces on it to look like but a, that's, a normal But that's my face. only complaint is, like, I've got a Citizen I just bought. Yeah. So if I buy, I like wearing my Citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a Bulova. You've got some really fucking nice watches, some vintage shit. Yeah. You've got, you've got a Citizen, don't you? No, I don't. Which, what's your the one that you wear all the time? The one that I wear, I it changes. Yeah, you've got I'll a go, ton of nice I'll watches. Like a, I'll go like a month wearing the exact same watch, and then I'll, I'll switch it up. So yeah, fans, dopesters out there. Eric and I are very large, big into watches. We, we just like watches. classy shit. Yeah, you know, we drink Booze fine and whiskey and cigars and all that shit. Wear nice watches. So yeah, that's that's my holdup when it comes to a smartwatch. Is like I'm glad I that love Paul the fixed the fucking light to our back porch. Actually, that's one of the number one things that prevents me from going and smoking a cigar. Is there's no light back you there. You want to smoke one when we finish up here? How fucking yeah, I do. I haven't smoked a cigar in a long time. Oh, mine are all dry. Shit. Oh well. Uh, go buy some. So what else do we have to talk about? Uh, we still have a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about. What's our What's our time looking like? Uh, we're just coming up on an hour, but we got some some stuff to edit out. So probably about fifty minutes. Okay, we're good. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, we let's talk about UFC a little bit. Okay. Well, why don't you start it off, and I'll I'll riff off of you. Yeah. So, 
I uh, I was not able to watch, what was it, UFC 219? Yeah. I was really pulling for Holly Holm. So was I. Not because I, I dislike Cyborg, but the narrative would have been amazing. I'm also a huge fan of Holly Holm, and I'm attracted to her in a way that I can't quite explain. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I'm with you there. The thing with Holly Holm is I don't think she gets the credit that's due right. for her accomplishments. I didn't realize this, but you know she held, she was fighting, fact check me here to make sure I'm not wrong, but I got this from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm. It might have been from the the UFC Unfiltered podcast that when she was fighting for and defending the bantamweight title in the UFC, she was also competing in pro boxing. Well, I'll check that. I'm I'm pretty sure she held belts consecutive or consi- at the same time. I could be wrong there, and that's why part of the reason why she wasn't able to train properly. I think. Am I wrong here? This was on uh, the, un- the Unfiltered podcast. I remember now. Matt Sarah was talking about it. I can't find anything well, specific. Well, fans, look it up. Anyway, my point is, she is a belt holder, a multi-division champion in boxing and kickboxing, and she fought MMA and has a belt in MMA. So she, I think she is one of the most the most underrated and under-respected fighters in the history of female fighting. She one, makes Ronda Rousey look like a child. One thing that um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan's new MMA podcast, when they had, uh, I think it was the one where he had Brennan Schaub on, they yeah, were talking about... Up. <laughs> uh, they're talking about uh, the dynamics of MMA and everything, and how Holly people say like they were trying to say Holly Holmes definitely deserves to be considered as one of the greatest of all time, if not the. And the point that they're making was that she completely destroyed, uh, you know, arguably the biggest female superstar mm-hmm. in the history of the sport. And then, but then somebody was like, "Oh yeah," but then she immediately lost to Misha Tate. But Misha Tate was completely wrecked by the person that she like. But, it just goes to show you the, how the dynamics of fight, like individual fighter versus fighter in UFC, how it's so it's like skill sets and game plans are so important for them. She also lost in the last round of a fight she was winning. I want to say in like she had a minute left to go when right. she got choked out and she didn't tap. I also find it extremely interesting that she lost by a grappling submission to Misha Tate. Uh, who, you know, I'm sure is an extremely accomplished grappler, but arguably the greatest female grappler of all time could not take Holly Holm down at all. Difference, difference. Ronda Rousey has a judo background. It's throws. Yeah. She has to get your hands on your upper half. You never see her really going in for double legs or anything like that. She's got to close the distance. She walks through punches. That's the difference. Misha Tate's a different kind of grappler. I don't know a lot about her, but Ronda Rousey's a, a judoka. Yeah, and that's a problem when you're fighting a striker, if you can't take a punch. I'm pretty think sure she is also a black belt in jujitsu, though, right? Ronda Rousey, yeah, but to get people down to the ground, she right. uses judo. Whereas, in my opinion, my humble opinion, my white belt opinion, a solid grappler uses a mixture. A good, a true practitioner uses a mixture. Right. Personally, I, I favor the double leg takedown with the occasional ankle pick and maybe a single leg sweep. I think those are the most effective. Um, I'm most proficient with a single leg sweep and ankle pick. Or, or a, uh, a hip throw. Those are the only three that I really know. To this day, I'd I'm like ter- to see you try I'm it terrible all. at... Uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm terrible, but there was something I always struggled with was uh, takedowns. Just didn't do it enough. Yeah. Leg sweeps. Is, but I... But between you know the year that I did it in college and like the uh, handful of classes that I did at uh, Pentagon MMA... I, I got 
at least you know for a white belt level, fairly proficient against other white belts at uh, leg sweeps. So, dopesters, Eric and I have, have we've rolled, but we've never started from the stand up position. Correct. I am a, a wrestler. Eric did judo, so we've never gone up against each other to see who's who, who's more proficient. Here's what I would say. Stand up. In my, in my defense, or why I think I I would lose is my level of like judo uh, practicing practice or everything is not nearly as much a, a time as you spend training wrestling. Exactly. I wrestled for four years in high school. I did it off and on for a year in college, and, and then all for, I and did. then like and then like I think the equivalent of like four classes uh, recently, and I'm I haven't been to an MMA class in uh, like almost six months. All I did in high school was a double leg takedown. And if I couldn't get that for whatever reason, I would I would fake an ankle pick and then go for a double leg. If if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to stop my double leg. But at the same time, if you know that's the only thing I'm going to do, then don't let me do it. Oh hey Paul. Oh hey. Oh hey Paul. Hey, let's give a hand for Paul. Thanks guys. That was best. Paul's doing his laundry. One of these days, yeah. Eric and I will roll again. Oh, you're taking a shower? Paul showers downstairs for some Why reason. Why do you shower in the basement? Because there are two people already sharing that one shower. But nobody's showering in there right now. Exactly, but all my stuff's already downstairs. That's just how it's... But it's cold happens. It's cold down there. Well, yeah, we started you're going to be wet and cold, and it's definitely haunted. Paul doesn't believe that it's haunted. He wasn't there, though, when we were there. The ghosts don't fuck with me. They, she leaves me alone. We're buddies. Our house is definitely haunted. It was built in the 60s. Somebody definitely Dude, died Dude, my there. house, the one I'm moving into, is pre-1950s. Jesus. Yeah, it's older. Actually, I'm pretty sure ours is 1950s as well. Yeah. If you look at our fucking stove, if that tells you anything. That thing is from the 50s. That thing's worth a lot of money. I was talking to Awesome about it. Oh, yeah? He was trying to convince the guy that owned the place to take it out and sell it and put it in a cheapo oven. I wouldn't do it. Interesting. Yeah, that thing's worth money. Anyway. Yeah, man, I can't wait to move. Get in my own place. Not so, oh, speaking of which... Hold on, let's finish up MMA before I switch to that topic. Um, the other, Habib? Yeah, we want to talk about Habib. Habib Nurmagomedov Another, could easily be the greatest 155-pound fighter of all time. Possibly. Quite As possibly. of right now, well, he's 9-0 and in the UFC with 25 wins, zero losses, zero no contest. He's halfway to the Floyd Mayweather record. He's coming wins. in with a big advantage, though, because he's been training since childhood in what is arguably one of the most efficient forms of uh, martial arts in existence is the Sambo. But more importantly, wrestling. He has a strong freestyle. I think it's either freestyle or Greco-Roman wrestling base. Right. So he's a wrestler that knows Sambo. Yeah. So that's his big thing is wrestling and then ground and pound. But on top of that, he comes from one of the hardest to live in places of the world. So the mental fortitude of that guy is unbreakable. Yeah. He's just a fucking monster. After this fight, he camped out. He was hanging out at Dana White's car waiting for him to tell me he wanted a title shot. Yeah. The dude's a nutbag. Well, he apparently screamed out of the the out of the out octagon at Dana uh, that that's why he, that he was like, come see me or something like dude, that. Dude, did you see when he fought against Michael Johnson? He was on top of Michael Johnson. In between punches, he was saying, just give up. You know I deserve this. And then he'd hit him. And then he'd look at Dana White and say, I will fight your son. Conor McGregor, he's like, I will kill your son. And then he, he looked at him, Michael, he goes, just give up, I deserve this. And he just beat the living fuck out of him. He's crazy. He was sitting on him, screaming at him to give up. You, you know you will not beat me. I deserve this. He's nuts, dude. And that is why Khabib Namagamadov is now my favorite fighter of all time. Because he's a goddamn animal. Oh, he's old school fighter. He's like Mark Coleman, but 155 pounds. 
takes you down and beats the shit out of you. I don't know why that reminded me of this, but uh, I've one thing that I've started watching religiously again was is Vikings. I need to get back into that. It's all on Amazon Prime. Ooh, yeah. I have that. Do you have oh, to pay? No. Ooh, shit, daddy. Prime membership, you can watch like all the seasons up to like like the current one. That's what I'm fucking talking about, dude. Oh my god, that show gets so good. I'm, I'm like. Also, another show. It's brand new. It's on History Now. It's their, it's their second drama that they've ever done. That's like an actual series, not a mini series. Yeah. It's called Nightfall, and it's about the Knights Templar in France trying to find the Holy Grail. That's awesome. It's so fucking good. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Oh boy, and it's like straight up Assassin's Creed shit too, because they got all these assassins who keep killing them every time they get close to the ground. That's fucking badass, man. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that sounds cool. Damn. All right, oh, dog. Boy. What else you wanna you wanna touch on before we get um, out of here? Let's talk about pretty big upcoming year in video games. A lot of big titles coming out. All right, you start this question. Are you gonna get Kingdom Come Deliverance? Is that the game? It's uh, medieval, no magic. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It comes out I, in February. I think I've got that on the PC. And it's first person. It's been on the PC for a while. I don't think that's true. There's a game that's it's medieval with no magic. There's a lot of there's a lot of PC ones, but this is like the first ever console one. Well, I've got one of them, and it's pretty fun, even though my PC sucks. But yeah, I'm gonna get that. Looks cool. I'll tell you one game I really want to get right now. I'm just waiting to have some money. Is Xenoblade Chronicles Two? Ugh. Because I'm super into the Switch. I'll play anything on the I Switch. I am too. I just want them to have some more like really big AAA titles come out. They've had a stream of AAA titles. Maybe like not AAA ones, titles that you're interested in. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Pokemon's going to be kick-ass. For me, it's pretty much, with the exception of Mario Kart, but that's not really a single-player game. It's been just Mario, Super Mario Odyssey and Zelda. Zelda is my favorite game of all time. And I'm willing to say that because I am the world's biggest Assassin's Creed fan, but I gave up after Black Flag. I didn't care that much. I haven't played the new one yet. But I'll tell you, Zelda is probably the most fun I've had playing a video game in a long time. I agree. I would say Zelda's, as far as a well-rounded game, like in every aspect, Zelda's by far the best game I've ever played. Yeah. However, my my favorite game oh, I've I know. ever played Witcher will 3. always be The Witcher Three. I played that replayed that game so many times. I'm in the middle of a replay. <laughs> it's I even so got fucking it because good. Of you. If I just I'm once I move, I think I'm going to play more PlayStation because right so now goddamn good. I can't really play it because of where it's located. But once I get into my new place, I got my TV back. And I got my life cave. back. My man cave, dude. I'm getting a fucking man cave. Dopesters. There'll be plenty of pictures. Going to build a bar. It's going to kick ass. Got a bunch of tools. Going to play with them. It's going to be so cool, man. I want to get a statue of something down there. You should get uh, a rack, like a gun rack. I am, and that's going on it. I'm also, I, I've got mounted turkey feathers from the, uh, the tail feathers from the turkey I took down. Nice. That's going to be down there. It's going to be fucking sweet, man. The, the, the man cave is going to be cool. We're going to have tons of content coming from the man cave once we get it all set up. Because it's my fiance and I, she's got a lady loft in the attic that we're setting up for, and then I've got my man cave in the basement, and we're going to have a ton of content coming out about this man cave. We're going to do a ton of shit down there. I really hope so. I, well, we definitely need to start doing actual like videos of our podcast yeah. to put on YouTube, so keep your eye open for that, Dopesters. We'll let you know all that stuff coming out. And we also need to do other stuff, like we do like movie commentaries. Fight Companions would be cool. I want to do Fight Companions for not UFC or Bellator. Local MMA shit. Small scale MMA shit. The stuff on they, Fight they Pass. They that shit. The though? stuff on Fight Pass, dude. Put it okay. up on my TV because Fight Companion's great. Joe Rogan does it. It's the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. Bellator. I enjoy Bellator, but they're too big, man. There's plenty of people doing that shit. 
let's do the the small stuff, the up and comers, the guys right. that might become something someday. We'll interview them, we'll talk to them on the podcast like you did with Alan Stevenson. Yeah. Shout and out then, to A Train. Shout out to A Train. He's kicking ass out there, man. He's doing well. Yeah. And so we'll that was do bold, this bold move stuff. on his part. I don't know. A lot of our listenerships probably don't follow him, but for his next fight, that was the one immediately coming up after we originally interviewed him. He was selling tickets. Just on his, he apparently purchased a bunch of tickets to then sell to people, and he guaranteed that he would give those people their money back if he lost the fight. And he fucking won. And then he took a boxing match short notice, and he held in there with a guy like A Train. Shout out to you, buddy. I hope you still listen to our podcast. We got to get you back on here and talk about the your career moving forward. Uh, congratulations! Now you're dating Beth. Now good for you. She's a nice girl, and <laughs> <laughs> she's the one who introduced us. So shout out to both you guys. Uh, but we'd love to get you back on the podcast because people loved listening to the interview with you. They thought that was so cool that we got a pro fighter what, on here. So didn't you say Beth originally did promotions and stuff? Beth Radford, I believe that's her last name. She was married. Um, she's not divorced, but her and her ex husband owned a promotion together in Southern Virginia. I'd like to interview her and talk about that a little bit. She wants to come on here. I talked to her about doing it before, so we'll get her cool. on here one of these days. But yeah, we also we're we're gonna uh, work hard to get some more interviews for you, dopesters. As We've well. got a few. It's just a matter of us. Reaching out to the guys and getting them on here. We're waiting until we get set up in my new place, and yeah. then then and we're then gonna start we'll, skyping in. We'll be we'll have a much more efficient apparatus for it. We'll have a, a, a spot dedicated to whatever I want to use it for. So we're not gonna be sharing the area with anybody. It'll be whatever the hell I want to do it for. So if we want to do a podcast, we can do a podcast. You know, it's gonna be sweet. We're gonna have a the the dorkiest man cave of all time. It's gonna be so fucking cool. I can't I can't properly explain how awesome it's going to be. You just got to wait to see. I mean, wait till I get it all set up. Picture's going to, it's going to be kick-ass. All right. I want to get a fucking statue down there. A statue of what? You can get, um, weren't you with me, that Darth Vader? Things like 80 bucks. I'll get a Darth Vader statue. No, well, my buddy's got one in his place, so I can't get that one. But there's this NECA, N-E-C-A, makes a Groot figure for $250. Look it up. But it's fucking cool. It's like preteen Groot. He's this tall. Made it a phone rubber. I really want to get that shit down there. I but I'm going to get... For shit. I googled the first time neck a fruit, fig, fruit figure. <laughs> fruit figure. Dude, if I could get a mannequin, I'll have a dude set up in my fucking airsoft stuff. What is it, like $300? It's $250. It's, a ba- it's Baby Groot, right? It's uh, it's not Baby Groot. It's like preteen. Life-size masterpiece Groot action figure. So fucking Is this cool. it? Uh, I don't think oh, so. No, this is just no, an action figure, one. and it's Baby Groot, so life size is like yay big. Yeah. Which, when you go dopesters, yay big for me, I'm making my hands in the shape of a, about a foot. Yeah, that's that's not the one I'm talking about. They sell it at FYE and Walmart and Toys R Us. Another reason why I want us to start filming it, that way when I do that shit, you know, I, I can say like, oh, for those of you listening and not watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so I think that that covers the majority of the uh, stuff that we want to talk about for main podcast for the night i'm nice and good buzzed after about two uh things of whiskey same i'm getting there I gotta take a let's finish piss. on a segment that a lot of people have requested that we take back and by a lot like a handful of our friends that listen to the, the show or tens of <laughs> listeners yeah and that's homework homework so why don't you start what is something that and also we're changing the parameters of what homework is going to be it's not just going to be movies that we want the other person to watch it could be a TV show or video game we want them to play anything we want them to go out and experience that we think that they'd enjoy or something that we think that they would absolutely hate or be disgusted by then we just want to hear their funny reaction to it anything at all for homework so there's a show I've been meaning to watch for a while and I couldn't watch it because I didn't have Hulu turns out I've had Hulu for about five years (laughs) so now I can watch it it's called Handmaid's Tale 
Yeah. And uh, that's that's a show I've been wanting to watch for all I'm about to start. So that's my homework to you is to check out episode Handmaid's one of Handmaid's Tale. Tale. It's okay. a dystopian future where few people are fertile. Oh, I'm familiar with it. Do you watch it? I haven't gotten around to it just because it hasn't uh, it piqued my interest, but I'll watch it now that you uh, it, I've heard it's good. It has been on my list for a while, so check that out. I'm going to watch it too, so we'll both experience it together. We could watch it today when we get done. So I was – I'm trying to think now if I want to give you a like uh, a really weird one or if I want to just give you an easy one like Vikings since you're already halfway into it or something like that. I'm a big Vikings fan. Because um, it, it, it has gotten so good. I'm, I'm not going to give you Vikings because I feel like you're going to come back around to it on your own. Uh, what I'm gonna give you is something that I, I'm not even sure if you're gonna be able to find. If you don't, if you can't find it, that's fine. And it's a show that was on Disney Channel a long, long time ago about a girl who starts uh, experimenting paranormal activity so. after her father's disappearance. And it's called So Weird. That was before our time. I know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Maybe it's so totally weird. Where can I where can show? I find that? Is it on Hulu or Amazon? I'm looking at so weird Disney. Where to watch? I it, I don't know why. That's one of those things that for some random reason it just popped into my head out of nowhere while I was driving today. All right. I remember like the Irish ghost that used to possess her family members and shit. Shit, I never. Hello, Ducky. Show. I've never. Like things that show. just popped into my head. Like I like I forgot I even had that memory in there. You're just goes to mind. show you how fascinating the human brain is, man. You're losing your damn mind, man. Yeah. Uh, where can you watch it? Let's look this up. Uh, but that was a show that I loved, and I, it's. But you'll never see Disney put out something as weird as that. All Let's, their shows we'll look, are so We'll look it up when we finish up. Okay. Uh, anywho, dopesters. But so if you want to uh, do some homework along with us, that's those are the two things. Hands easy one. Hands made. Handmaid's Tale. If you have a Hulu account, you can watch that. Or if you know a really good piracy website, which I used to back when I was in college. I don't know any of them anymore because they all have to keep changing their domains so the FBI don't get them. <laughs> anyway, if you want to challenge yourself, try to find uh, the original Disney Channel uh, te- te- television series from like 1992 or some shit like that. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so that's all we have for you um, tonight. Uh, well, how do you want to finish the show here, sir? Uh, just a promise that we're going to start getting legit content out. So once we get moved in, I'm moving in on the 12th to my new place. Once we get moved in, there's absolutely no reason for us. There's no excuse for us not to put out content and to put out video content to start messing around with that kind of stuff. So look forward to that coming out. Got an interview coming up with some entrepreneur friends of mine. Uh, we're going to get them on here. They just started a company. Um, I've got some people that uh, I know of. Some entrepreneurship yeah. that I'm going to reach out to as well. So keep tuned. We're going to revitalize our Twitter and our Instagram, WDIJL2. New year, new podcast. New year, new podcast. So keep a lookout, fans. We appreciate a few of you actually do reach out to us, and we really appreciate it. So keep it coming. Definitely reach out. Like We definitely will respond to you. Like If you're just lonely and you listen to this podcast because you, you, you like being a part of the crew, you like being a part, you know, you like hanging out with Paul, you like hanging out with Karen with a K, hand, uh, hand out to both <laughs> Karen with a K. And if we get enough listeners, we'll start making fucking t-shirts. That's okay. So I was gonna say that that I think is my lofty goal for the year. Is by the yeah. end of the year, I want to have a website where we sell merch. Yeah, well, uh, we're looking at two t-shirts, hashtag Dopesters and Cameron with a K. Yeah. So those would be our our t-shirts. Because I think that'd be out. fucking hysterical if I just was able if I was able to sell a t-shirt with his fucking face on it. Cameron with a K. <laughs> So yeah, keep keep it posted, folks. If even one person bought a T-shirt with his fucking face on it, I would be a happy little boy. That shit would be so funny. <laughs> oh my god. 
That'd be so funny. Anyway, well, Eric, it has been dope being dope. It has certainly been dope being dope. Happy New Year's, dopesters, and make sure you pay attention. New Year, new podcast. See you later.